Hey everybody, it's Doug. And this is Renee. And welcome to our podcast, Doug and Renee, Married Married Life. Life. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to another week that the Lord has made. Yes, and we are still rejoicing. And And we are glad in it. Glad in it. Well, (laughs) welcome back to another podcast. It's Doug and Renee. Married life. Yeah, just in case this is your first podcast, we thank you. Thank you for joining us. Join Welcome. Us, listening we hope to that us. you will tune in to some of the other podcasts and continue. We we would like for you to subscribe to our podcast and continue listening uh, what the Lord lays on our heart. Yes. Subscribe. Listen. Yes. It's funny. you. We said um, mm-hmm. something that has become... I don't want to, well, I guess habitual or, you know, just something that we do in our house. We say, this is the day that the Lord has made. And what's the Dantzler family going to do? Rejoice Rejoice and be be glad glad in it. it. And we're talking about children today. Yeah. And I was just thinking about our oldest son. We said that for many, 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 many years. And of course, our kids, they said it kind of like, really don't want to say it. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But one morning, uh, we were in the car and we pray. I was dropping him off to work and we were praying. And at the end of the prayer, I forgot to say it. And he said, um, and this is the day that the Lord has made. <laughs> and what is the dance family going to do? So when you train up a child in the way that they should go, when they are old, the word is true. They will not depart mm-hmm. from it. They remember those seeds that you planted, even the things that annoyed them when they were little. Oh, yeah. Um, they will end up doing them as an adult. So hang in there. And um, going along with that same line of thought. We was talking about um Kirk Franklin song. Used to be his theme song when he went to school. He was probably nine or ten. Oh no, he was younger. He younger was like than seven that. Or seven eight. eight. Kirk Franklin gonna be a lovely day. I don't know if that's the name of the song. Lovely the title day. is Lovely, lovely Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know if that's yeah, the title is but that was his theme song when we used to take him to school every morning. Yes, because we was trying to plant that seed in him. <laughs> Look, we are not getting a call from your teacher today. Not it's today. gonna be a lovely day. Oh my goodness! And now he said that's when that album yeah. is his favorite album. He listens to that all the time. So shout out to Kirk Franklin. Yeah, <laughs> if I ever, I might just drop him a line and just let him know. That, you, you do that. That my son grew up on that song. Yeah, been a blessing to him. But um, so this is uh the Sunday before Thanksgiving. Yeah, that we're recording this. And we just want to say happy Thanksgiving. For those of you in America who celebrate Who celebrate Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I um, believe the people in Canada, I think they canceled Thanksgiving for the people in Canada. Yeah, they have a different Thanksgiving date. Um, and then other countries may not be, yeah. May not even celebrate Thanksgiving. But here in America, we celebrate Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. We just want to say, you know, be safe out there and yes. not trying to, this is not a politics show. This is just be safe. Yes, use wisdom. Be safe. Yes. Yes, and we want you to be safe and be well. Exactly. So we're still talking about children and children in marriage. And this, unless God says something different, this will probably be the last in the series on children in marriage. And um, I was kind of hesitant 
to discuss this, or not children in marriage, but what I'm going to talk about. Because I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't, I, I love our listeners. I'm thankful for our listeners. And, you know, I say this all the time. We're, we're not your pastors. You don't have to listen to this podcast. You, there are a billion gajillion other podcasts. That's the number we make up and tell our granddaughter. You owe me a billion gajillion dollars. Uh, <laughs> there are a billion gajillion podcasts, other podcasts out there that you could listen to. And we're so thankful that you listen to our podcast. Yes. And um, I'm guessing you listen to us because, you know, we keep it real <laughs> and we keep it raw. <laughs> so for this podcast, we, we're going to talk about keeping it real and raw and raw. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the topics I want to um, talk about is um, Spit it fa- out. failing your children. And you may be um, talking, maybe thinking, well, what what is what is Doug talking about? And sometimes as parents, we fail our children. Um, We don't protect them when we should. We don't stand up for them when we should, when things happen in their lives and they need their parents to stand up for them and be an advocate um, mm. for them, for the child. And you can come up with a whole bunch of excuses why you didn't do, you know, why you didn't stand up for your child or why you didn't, why you weren't the advocate for your child. But um, to me, the bottom line is you failed your child. And I want to encourage you or admonish you, please don't fail your child. Please don't fail your children. And if you're not sure if you did or you did not pray about it and ask God to show you, uh, because as parents, we're we're learning, mm-hmm. we're growing, and we can improve and we can do better. And just because our parents raised us a certain way doesn't mean it's necessarily going to work for our children, mm-hmm. um, different personalities. So pray about it. And and if you're if you're not sure what I'm talking about or what, let, let me just give you a hypothetical situation. If your child comes to you and says, Mommy, Daddy, so-and-so touched me, or so-and-so did this to me, and let's just say it's a boyfriend that you have in the house or a girlfriend that you have in the house, and your child comes to you and says, or came to you and said, so-and-so touched me, and so-and-so did this, so-and-so did that, and you brought that person into your house, but you choose not to believe your child. You choose to believe, or you believed, past tense, your your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever, you weren't um, there for your child. And that that's what I'm talking about. That's I just want to give you a, an example of, when I say don't fail your children, mm-hmm. I'm talking um, in that in from that context. Another example could be um, a bully at school. Mm-hmm. Someone's picking on me and making me feel uncomfortable, or a teacher is um, 
doesn't like me and they're picking on me, it may not be physical, but it could be an emotional thing mm-hmm. that you have to protect your child. Mm-hmm. Um, and you certainly want to give heed to those warnings that children will give you. Yeah. And like you said, if it's something verbal where whether a teacher is verbally abusing or an adult is verbally abusing um, your child, then you need to, oh, you just being, don't worry about it. That's No, it's, that's, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And you need to have a meeting, call a meeting, and stand up for your child so your child knows that my parents have my back. My parents, you know, because you never know what's coming down the road. And if you don't stand up for your child or be an advocate for your child in this situation, who knows what's coming down the road? And they may not want to come to you because they may feel like you're not going to do anything anyway. Right. You know, why am I coming to, why am I going to tell you and you didn't do anything the last time or the time before that? So, um, and that type of, uh, attitude will spill over into other areas. Then they don't trust other adults mm -hmm. or they don't open up to anybody and they repress emotions. So, um, it could just lead to a whole lot and, your area is psychology. That's not my area, but um, just using wisdom, you have to be mindful of the the ramifications and the repercussions of not paying close attention to your child and advocating for them. But sometimes I don't even think parents are mindful of it. Um, I, I don't know what it is, and I don't want to get... Okay, if you are, let's just say you're single and you have your single mom, single dad, and you meet somebody and two or three months later, after you meet this person, you bring this person into your house. To me, that's not using wisdom. That's not being mindful of your children. That's not being an advocate for your for your children is that. I met this person two or three months and there's no way you can know everything about this person in two or three months. And now it's six months a year. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And I, but I'm just saying, you know, you, you meet somebody and it's like, Oh, you can come stay with us. The pandemic, you know, let's just, I was going to say hibernate together, but let's, (laughs) let's, yeah, let's just cohabitate together. And, you know, since we can't, you know, um, go out and let's just all stay in the house together. And and that's that's not putting your children first. That's not being an advocate for your child. It's, you bring some, you just met this person and now you want to bring them in your house and you brought them in your house. And it's just, it's not wisdom. It, it, I don't know how we got in this subject, but it's. <laughs> <laughs> you went down this road. We just kept trucking along. But I don't think that's wise to bring somebody in your house that you just met and to bring them in and have them live with you and your children, you know, and I don't even know, again, we, we don't have a blended family and we have our notes in front of us, but we kind of shifted. I don't we, have any notes. We don't, <laughs> we, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> they would never have known. what. <laughs> I said, Lord, use me. Lord, have your way in what I do and what I say. Right. We have, we're not a blended family. 
but we've we've spoken I've spoken we you know when we did when we used to go to church and used to counsel and teach premarital we've taught enough blended families and you know you got to be careful about who you allow around your children absolutely and I don't you know I don't even this was one of your prayers I don't know. Maybe you still pray this. You always pray for discernment, and you know, it just says maybe it just felt like it when I was messing up a lot. You was like, Lord, I need discernment. I just felt discernment. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard discernment a lot. I don't hear it as often when you pray, but um, oh yeah, okay, every day. All right, we need discernment every day. So you're a blended family. You know, when you're trying to make this thing work, you got to be careful. You know, you need discernment. You need the Holy Ghost to let you know, is this the person that you should have around your children? And I, I, I'm i sorry, I didn't mean to go down that road, but I guess no, I'm sorry. Somebody needed to somebody hear Somebody needed so. to hear <clears throat> But take advice for those of you who are, who have young children and um, single people, you know, we've, We've counseled people, we've taught classes, and just please take advice from those who've gone down the road you're traveling. And I think one of the, t- one of the hardest things, firstly, especially for first-time parents, is that, and let me just rephrase, for us, for me, let me just rephrase, for me, it's kind of hard, it was kind of hard to take advice when our oldest son was the only child, because I thought I knew it all. You know, I was like, oh, I know it, I know it, I know it. And just take advice from people who've gone down that road that you're traveling. They, they'll they give you little nuggets about, you know, you might want to try this, you might not want to do this. And, you know, just just take advice. Take advice. Yeah. Absolutely. Last week, um, just a, a quick little sidebar, I mentioned a book that I'm reading that I thought was um, – worth mentioning, uh, Relational Intelligence, and it's by Dr. Darius Daniels. I could not remember his last name, but you had just mentioned advice, and it made me think of the other uh, category of relationships that he talked about, and he talked about advisors, because we were talking about last week not being your children's friend. Mm -hmm. And I think we fall in the category as parents of advisors. We're advising our children as they grow up on how to take care of themselves and how to eat their food and how to get dressed and how to clean their room and how to get along and how to study, how to do well in school. And then into teenage years, how to be um, young adults and how to grow up to be adults. Um, So again, I think that this is a good book for anyone to read because we all are in relationships, but I think for, raising children, we fall under the category of advisor. Oh, so okay. in order for us to advise, we have to be advised, right? We got to have somebody just like our kids are accountable. We're accountable for our children. Mm-hmm. Who's accountable for us? What you mean? As parents. Mm-hmm. Who is the one who is kind of like, your pastor um, is accountable for his flock, what uh-huh. he feeds them, what he teaches mm-hmm. them. Everybody needs to have a different level of accountability. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So 
we're raising our children the best way we can, but who do we go to? Do we go to a therapist? Do we go to, uh, again, an older generation Mm -hmm. who raised their children? Um, So we need to have somebody that we could look to because we don't know it all. Yeah, we definitely Um, don't. So it's good to have advisors in your life, someone that can give you some direction and advice, (laughs) exactly, um, on how to deal with um, different children Mm -hmm. or how to uh, raise children the best way you can. Because sometimes our experience and our exposure is not enough. We need advisors. Yeah. And to go along with that same train of thought, for those who have older children, I would say teenagers and above, um, I'm going to ask you to own it as to whether or not you know if you were a good parent or not, or if you are a good parent or not, especially if your children are older and moved out the house. Um, apologize if you need to. Make amends as much as you can. Um, and to be quite honest with you and frank with you, there are probably some people who are listening to us right now and you just were not a good parent and you failed your children. I mean, let's just call it what it was. And that's this. And you can't go back in time and change it. And maybe you weren't saved and you didn't know what you know now and you weren't there for them and you, you did some things and um, you said some things and, you know, you haven't spoken to your child in a month or a couple of weeks, a month, two months, whatever it may be for. And I'm speaking for Doug right now and I'm not speaking for Renee. I cannot fathom going months without talking to my children, especially as a, a dad who had to bury his child. And I can't talk to my, I cannot talk to my youngest you know, for you to have children, for you to have your child out here in this world and you just don't talk to them for whatever reason, that's wrong. Yeah, And life is too short, like Doug said, and before he went uh, down the road of um, the loss of our youngest child, um, life is too short. You don't know how much time you have on this earth. You don't know how much time they have on this earth. And then you can't get back time. And for you not to talk to your child um, for whatever the reason may be, it doesn't make any sense. First of all, God tells us to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we should forgive our children. Children should forgive their parents and make amends. Because once you're gone, that's it. You can't make up. You can't talk to them. Um, you, I can't. I can't express that enough or um, say enough about that. It's so important to redeem the time that you have here on this earth with your children. So if you have made mistakes, and we all have, today is a new day. Mm -hmm. Start fresh. From the time you listen to this podcast, make it a point that you're going to do better. And do better. Mm -hmm. Don't just make a point of it. Do better. And I don't think it's an accident that you're listening to this podcast right now. And it's the season of Thanksgiving. The holidays are coming up. And it's not an accident. I don't, a uh, coincidence. I don't believe in that. Um, 
God has you listening to this podcast so you can reach out to your child. And maybe you were a good parent. Maybe it's not that you were a bad parent. Maybe you were an excellent parent. But as your children got older, they made their own decisions and now they don't want to have anything to do with you now. They decided to go another way. Yeah, to go their own way. Mm-hmm. You know, you can take all that Jesus. I don't want that. And uh, we we get that. And that's why you train up a child in the way they should go. And, you know. So when they're old. So when they're old, you know, right now they're going through their 20s, 30s, whatever it may be. And they still trying to figure it out. But you just you just do what you are supposed to do. You know, and, call them on their birthday and yeah. send cards and, you know. And continue to trust God. Yes. And pray for them and do what you're supposed to do. And don't just throw them away because they don't discard your children because they don't agree with your God or agree with um, your lifestyle right now. Maybe they may live in the, they may be living in lifestyle that is contrary to how you raise them. And that's that's part of their testimony. Yeah. And they're going to go through that. So whether whether you are a good parent or a bad parent. You know, but if you need to um, apologize and, you know, say I'm sorry, there's nothing wrong with saying I'm sorry to your children. I don't know why parents feel like they don't have to apologize to their children, but there are times we mess up. And I remember um, vividly sitting us down. We were we lived in our first house and I had. Um, tried to start my own business and mismanaged the money. And I sat the family down and I apologize. Entire family. I was like, I'm, I'm sorry. Daddy messed up. I messed up. I missed it. You know, Hey, I'm sorry. And as my children got older, you know, I still told them I'm sorry because if I mess up, there's if, if their father doesn't tell them they're sorry, then I'm just going to be perpetuating that cycle. So when they get older and they get children, if they mess up, they're not going to say, I'm sorry. We, we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We're human. And there's nothing wrong with, you know, telling your child, you're sorry. I messed up. I missed it. And I apologize. And I pray you forgive me. And we'll just, you know, that's all I can say is I'm sorry. Like you was just saying, you redeem the time. You cannot get back to time. You can't get back. Yesterday. The missed, yeah, the missed birthdays and the missed baseball games and football games, recitals and all those things. You cannot get that back. Mm-hmm. But all you can do is go back and say, oh, you know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'll do better from yeah. this point forward. Because that's the thing about apologizing um, that you used to say to me, because I, I was big on saying I'm sorry, but then I do the same thing that I said I was sorry for. And you said, after a while, it doesn't mean anything if you're going to keep doing the same Mm -hmm. offense that you're apologizing for. So just be mindful that when you apologize or when you repent, repentance means to turn. So you're turning from what you used to do. Mm -hmm. That means I don't plan to do that anymore. So be very mindful of when you apologize that you're going to make every intention and every effort to not do those same things again that you're apologizing for um, because your kids hear what you're saying, but they pay more attention to what you do. Exactly. That is a very true statement. You may think your child is just over there coloring or not paying attention, but they see 
Mm-hmm. They are seeing, they are watching you. Very observant. Yep. And they're like, well, daddy did this. Mommy did this. Right. So that's they, why I never like the term do as I say and not as I do. Oh, I hated that. That's, that's some, uh, there's no. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Christian podcast. Yes. That, that's, that's some, that's some crock. <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Yeah. Do as I say, not you as I do. You set an example for your children. So if you miss the mark, tell them you missed the mark and try your best not to mm-hmm. miss the mark anymore. And and if it's, you know, like current, if it's a current situation and I know there's, there's a pandemic and we're all trying to make the best of it and, you know, we're all in the house together, but you can you can miss a meeting to be with your child. If they're, you know, some states, they're still having sports and doing other things. You can miss a meeting. It You can. I mean, it it is not going to be the end of the world if you don't take every call, if you don't go to every meeting, or if you just take a day off to spend time with your children. It is, the world will not stop. Your company will still go on. You know, even if you are self-employed, I believe if you take the time and, you know, sow the seed, God will honor that, you know, but you have to show your children that you appreciate spending time with them and that you, you value them. You value them. Yeah. And I, and that, which leads me to, we were having a, a men's conference. This was a while ago. And they asked the older gentleman in our church, you know, if he can go back in time and do things different, what would he do different? And he said something that was real interesting. He said, I would not have had my son at church as often as I did. Hmm. Because he said when he became older, he resented church because he was always in church. And that I thought about that and I was like, wow, that is a, a powerful statement. Again, this yeah, was you don't hear a lot of people say that. You don't hear a lot of people say that. Nope. And and for for him to say that again, this was pre COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. So you know when we were out and about moving and grooving, um, he said that. And I think, in all honesty, again, this is Doug's opinion. I think this that's one of the reasons why God allowed COVID to happen is because we allowed the church to basically take over our lives and the church, I mean, the four walls of the church. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for him to say he, the the older gentleman in my church, for him to say he would not have brought his son to church as often and he would have, you know, did some other things with him or been, you know, involved in other areas of his life. I was like, wow, you got to have balance. The way I, the way I received that was you got to have balance. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for our children, you know, they evolved in church, they evolved in other things, but you don't allow church. And again, I know for some states, we're not going to church, but there are states out there, parts of the world where they still going to church. But don't allow the church, you know, the building to substitute to spending time with your children. Mm-hmm. And when you were saying it, I was thinking, you can take your children to God all the time. It doesn't mean you have to take them to the church building and that 
you know, all of the activities of church, and that's mm-hmm. probably why he resented church. Um, but you can take your child to God. You can introduce your children to God on a regular basis mm-hmm. without being in a church building. And God exactly. is showing us that now that, you know, we've gotten into um, the this form of, of, of church, if you will, you know, the four walls and, you know, shouting and certain order of service. And God is shaking things up to say, nope, that's, that's not the way the church is supposed to be. And mm-hmm. he's changed the dynamics. And now we have church at home and um, church more days out of the week than one or two times, you know, Monday, Wednesday, because now it's online. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can certainly make sure that our children are introduced to God without consuming them with church activity. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an excellent point. And the church didn't start till Jesus died on the cross. So before Jesus, you know, what did we do? You taught your children at home. Even in Bible days, you taught, taught your children at home. And I think that's what, you know, God was getting us or wanted us to get back to during this pandemic is you you better. And again, this comes back to what we were saying. Don't do as I do as I say, do as I do. Or don't was that I say that? Did I say it right? Do as I say, not as I do. But in this yes. time, you you have to show your children. You lead by example. You lead by example during this time because we're not going into a building right now. Right. So um I uh <laughs> Oh God. I love my podcast. Oh, I love our podcast. Yes. Um, oh, your podcast? I'm, I'm sorry. I, I correct it. I, I love our podcast, dear. I just made a face because um, my the brain is going, so you can't see the facial expressions in podcast land. So anyway. So I, I want to talk about um, blended families for a little bit. And one of the things that I've, again, this is, this is just me. I'm, I'm not your pastor. I'm not. Um, I'm not your pastor. Let's just put it to you like that. But for, for any man who doesn't take care of his children, I really don't have any respect for you. Um, you don't take care of your children. You don't have a relationship uh, with your child. And I'm not talking in the instance of your child's mother won't allow you to talk to them. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about you just made a decision. I'm not going to reach out to my child, my biological child, a child that I made, um, I uh, produced with another woman uh, or with a woman, and I don't want to have anything to do with the child. I, I don't understand how you can have a child in this world and not talk to your child or not take care of your child. Regardless if you and the mother are in the relationship or not, that's that's totally separate. Um, that doesn't absolve you of your of your obligations, and but you can still reach out. You can still um, send a card on their birthday, call um, even if they hang up on you. They, hey, I called you. You didn't want to have anything to do with me. Um, 
I sent you an email or a text or whatever it may be. I came by, I I came to your, if you're in the same general vicinity um, location-wise, I came by your your baseball game, your your dance recital. I I came by. I'm I'm like how 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 do you how do you do that? And then and then for you to get in a relationship with someone else, and you take care of your partner, your stepchild, your stepchild better than your biological child. I don't I don't get that. And and I don't get on the flip side. I don't get how. And I, I'm trying to articulate this. So let's just say you have, you have a man and a woman and they come together. The man has children from a different relationship. They are a blended family. And the and the woman has children from a blended um, different relationship. They come together and they get married. The wife. How do you not. How could you marry somebody that doesn't have a relationship with their children? Who's not taking care of their responsibilities yeah. before you came along. Before you came along. They you know they have, you know, one or two children and they're like don't have a relationship with them. They don't they're not taking care of their children. And yet here you come along and I don't understand how you think this person, this guy is going to be uh more respectful to your children than he is to his own children. And to go along, since I'm going down this road by myself, I see my wife. <laughs> since I'm going out, oh, that's okay. I don't see how the, the wife can say, I don't want you to have a relationship with your children, mm-hmm. your biological children. You know, you're if you're in a blended family, you have to understand that, that's exactly what it is. Blended family. He has children outside of your marriage. You have children outside of, you know, the marriage. You come into the marriage with children. And so you have to understand that the husband or your your the man is going to have to ha- deal with the mother of the children. You know, just like you're going to have to deal with the father of your children. How can you say now that we're married? You don't have a relationship with your child. I I don't get that. And I don't think that's right. I think it's wrong. And you're just setting yourself up for heartache and disappointment. Because, again, as we talked about last week, your child is not going to give you your report card on how good you were as a parent until they hit 20 or 30. You know, now they're teenagers they're still under your care. They're still under your authority. You know, they can only do so much or not do so much. But once they move out and they don't want to have anything to do with you because you chose not to um, be a part of their life, then that's something you're going to have to deal with, you know, as you get older and um, go through life. And, you know, still with you know, when we were going through um, counseling, not when we were going through counseling, we was teaching class. I, I specifically remember um, when we taught blended families, one of the things that they said was um, they didn't like the phrase your child versus my child. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we do that in our house. When our sons do something 
that we don't necessarily agree with. We're like, oh, you know what your son did? Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what your son did? <laughs> you know, that that's different. But one of the things I, I vividly remember is that don't say your child or my child. When you're coming together, again, this is children in marriage, and this is a blended family. You have to agree on how you're going to address the children. Is it, you know, the child or whoever, you know, you just have to be in agreement with your family now. And you have to, again, it comes back to communication. How are you going to address the children? Mm-hmm. You know, can't say, oh, you're a child. If, if, if the woman's child did something, you can't say, oh, your child did this. Or if the guy's child did something or your child did this, you know, who's going to, and who's going to be responsible to address the child's biological parents. Again, this all comes back to communication. This all comes back, <laughs> you know, I seems like no matter what subject we're on, we always come back to communication because it always comes back to communication. Absolutely. <laughs> so we are, I don't have the answers and I'm just putting things out there that these are topics that maybe you and all the parents that are part of the family need to get together with and say, how are we going to address this? I would say pray over it, you know, and we'll we'll come to an agreement. But blended families are um, prevalent now, and it's not that there's anything wrong with it, but you just have to have communication on how you're going to address the children because we all need to be in agreement. And more than likely, the children did not ask to be brought in this situation, to be in this situation, more than likely. So think of them, and I'm not saying don't get married or to get married. All I'm saying is we need to, you need to communicate um, your expectations, who's going to discipline, how you're going to discipline. When it comes to blended families, you know, that that's a whole other conversation that you need to have. I think I am, I think we're done. you off your soapbox i'm off my soapbox um i love you all but i i just i just felt like for children in marriage somebody has to be an advocate for the child and somebody has to be there for your for the child and stand up for the child stick up for the child speak up for the child because especially you know kids are younger they don't know what to say how to say it who to say it to but if they bring something to you you know, so-and-so touched me, so-and-so did this, you have to address it. And in some states, you have to report it. And so, um, God loves you. Yes. And in the spirit of Thanksgiving here in America, we're thankful for you listening to our podcast. And hopefully you'll tune in next week. Hopefully I didn't Doug scare you off. didn't scare you off. He didn't <laughs> step on your toes too much. They have a saying in church, if you can't say amen, just say ouch. Um, so if you say ouch, then that means he struck a nerve and maybe that's something that God is dealing with you with. And we hope that you will join us next week when we'll be on a new topic. Ooh. 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 So stay tuned. God bless. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Tell your real friends and your virtual friends about us. We hope something that we said encouraged you, strengthened, and blessed you. You can follow us on Instagram at Doug and Renee. Again, our Instagram page is Doug and Renee. Also, feel free to send us a DM so that you could send us any questions that you may have or topics you'd like to hear us discuss. You may just hear it on one of our upcoming podcasts. 
We'd like to thank our supporters. And if you'd like to support our ministry, you can cash app us at dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, that cash app is dollar sign Doug and Renee. Again, thank you and God bless you. We're out.